Three paragraphs that I found interesting were, In this by place of nature there abode, in a remote period of American history, that is to say, some thirty years since, a worthy white of the name of Ichabod Crane, who sojourned, or, as he expressed it, tarried in Sleepy Hollow for the purpose of instructing the children of vicinity. He was a native of Connecticut, a state which supplies the Union which, with fears for the mind as well as for the forest, and sends forth yearly its legions of frontier woodmen and country schoolmasters. The cognomen of Crane was not inapplicable to this person. He was tall but exceedingly lank, with narrow shoulders, long arms and legs, hands that dangled out a mile out of his sleeves, feet that might have served for shovels, and his whole frame most loosely hung together. His head was small and flat at top, with huge ears, large green glassy eyes, and a long snipe nose, so that it looked like a weathercock perched upon his spindle neck to tell which way the wind, the wind blew. To see him striding along the profile of a hill on a windy day, with his clothes bagging and fluttering around him, one might have mistaken him for the genius of famine descending upon the earth, or some scarecrow eloped from a cornfield. So basically, they're describing how he was not like everyone else in the town and how he was considered proper or smarter than everyone else because, like, not... He was, like, a classy man and, like, I think it said lady... Like, uh, in a different paragraph, it said ladies' man, but that's, like, what they're trying to hint at in this paragraph. And um, what, stand out, what stands out to me is that I liked how he went into, like a weird detail but he still went into detail like if it was today then this wouldn't be like considered like oh weird or anything and he didn't he like used the word his head was small and flat at top and a long snipe nose so it was more like detail that it was more it was more detailed <laughs> is what I'm trying to say and the next paragraph that I liked or enjoyed I guess was when he entered the house, the conquest of his heart was complete. It was one of those spacious farmhouses with high-ridged but lowly sloping roofs built in the style handed down from the first Dutch settlers. The low projecting eaves forming a piazza front along the front, capable of being closed up in a bad weather. Under these were under this were hung flails, harness, various utensils of husbandry, and nets for fishing in the wood in the neighboring river. Benches were built along the sides for summer use, and a great spinning wheel at one end, and a turn at the other, showed, oh, and a turn at the other showed, the various uses to which this important porch might be devoted. From the piazza, the wandering Ichabod entered the hall, with which formed the center of the mansion and the place of usual resi- residence. Here, rows of res- resplendent pewter ranged on a long dresser dazzled his eye, dazzled his eye. Dazzled his eyes, in one corner stood a huge bag of wool ready to be spun, and another a a quantity of Lindsay Woolsey just from the loom, ears of Indian corn and strings of of dried apples and peaches hung in gay festoons along the walls, mingled with the god of red peppers, and a a door left ajar gave him him a peep into the best parlor where his where the claw-footed chairs and dark mahogany tables shone like mirrors and Deron's with their accompanying, accompanying shovel and tongs glistened from their cover of asparagus tops, mock oranges, and conch shells 
decorated the mantelpiece, strings of various colored bird eggs were suspended above it, a gray ostrich egg was hung from the center of the room, and a corner cupboard, cupboard knowingly left open displayed immense treasures of old silver and well-mended china. Okay, that one was longer than I thought it was, but, um, basically what he's, he's describing how, well, like, how this house looks, and he's going into detail like he did in the last paragraph, which I liked, and, um, since this was, this is set in, like, a different time period, he was, actually, I don't remember, I don't know if this, I think this book is from there, so it makes, from that time period, or it was written then, so it makes more sense as to why he, would know this but I was gonna say um he would have done like research on what was popular in that time if it was written today that's what I'm trying to say (laughs) and um um yeah that's what I liked about it or found interesting and the last paragraph that I found interesting was fain would I pause to dwell upon the world of charms that burst upon the enraptured gaze of my hero as he entered the state parlor of Van Tassel's mansion not those of the bevy of books on lasses with their luxurious display of red and white, but the ample charms of a genuine Dutch country tea table in the subtuous time of autumn. Such heaped-up platters of cakes of various and almost indescribable kinds, known only to experienced Dutch hi- just Dutch housewives. There was the doughty donut, the tender oil coek, and the crisp and crumbling cruel. Crueler sweet cakes and shortcakes, ginger cakes and honey cakes, and the whole family of cakes. And then there was apple pies and peach pies and pumpkin pies, besides slices of ham and smoked beef. And moreover, delectable dishes of preserved plums and peaches and pears and quinces, not to mention broiled shod and roasted chicken together with bowls of milk and cream, all mingled higgledy piglity pretty much as I have enumerated them, with the motherly teapot sending up its clouds of vapor from the midst. Heaven bless the mark. I want breath and time to discuss this banquet as it deserves, and am too eager to get on with my story. Happily, Ichabod Crane was not in such a hurry as he as his historian, but ample justice to every dainty. Um, so what he's describing here, I, I've said so, um, so much times, but... Basically, what he's describing here is how, like how, um, all the food that's there and how it looks, and I don't, I don't, <laughs> and uh, I kind of lost my thought there. But he's describing how it all looks and trying to, like, I think it's imagery. Well, it is imagery, but trying to get the like audience to understand and like imagine their own like dream set of food which is why he included a lot of different types of food or at least that's how I interpret it interpreted it which is why I liked it and yeah I don't know what else to say Uh, goodbye I guess what was your American dream job I when I was in 12th grade it was November of my 12th grade year and they had kids going down to IBM on a bus, like as, uh, you know, like doing a part-time job, like half school, half work. And I didn't think I would be eligible. And one of the girls dropped out, one of the candidates dropped out in secretarial. And um, I asked if I could get the job. I didn't know how to type. 
I didn't know how to do, how it would be. And I went down and I got the job. I didn't even have to interview. They automatically took me because I was very excited to get it. I would do filing, typing, and I would learn whatever I could learn while I was down there. And I really loved it. I loved every bit of it. And I wound up going down there every day on the bus. And then when I would have holidays and weeks off, they would let me go down there for full weeks. And then after my senior year, I asked, I went on for unemployment. I went uh, for a job interview for the same exact job. And I went for part time and they hired me full time. And then I climbed the ladder and I retired from IBM. So that really was, I did get my dream job. Um, do you think that you used a lot of what you learned in IBM in your job now? I do, because I type from home now. So I do medical transcription. So I did type a lot. A lot of bosses would dictate and I would have to type their um, dictations, letters and notes and stuff so yeah i did i did learn that way that i did like to type and i did like dealing with people so yes what do you do what job do you do now uh right now i do medical transcription and um i type from home i do medical reports so i do operative reports so if you go into the hospital i would do like your admission and history any consults that you have, these would all be separate reports that would be included in one file under your name. And I also type, if you have an operation, I type the operation that the, the resident or the doctor, usually the doctor types. Are you passionate about the job that you're working in now? Yes, I do like it because it gives me the time to be home. I do work from home, so it doesn't let me make my own hours. I can work nights and weekends. I can work anytime that works. Um, and it be around my family. What motivates you? Uh, I think money motivates me and my children motivate me. So I want to make more money. Can you, can you pause that? No? No. Okay, so money motivates me. Um, I like money because it pays our bills. I like money. <laughs> and um, I do, it does motivate me because I get to be around my kids and do things with them and go to their games if they have games and sports and stuff. I've always been able to be so I would say that's a motivator and I could make dinner and everything and I can always be around whenever I'm needed. Why did you choose this job? I chose this job uh, because I left IBM. I had two kids and I knew I would probably have more so I figured it would be easier to because I had left IBM that I would be easy. I retired from IBM. It would be easier um, you know, like to be home with babies and stuff and not have to be running around and dropping off at daycare and have a lot of kids in school and at daycare. It would have been very hard. So I kind of, it would motivated me to, because I could, knew I could do it. I went back to night school and I, you know, I got my certificate to do medical transcription. Um, what are your major goals? Uh, my major goals are to make more money. Um, I last year I started doing operative reports self-taught so I kind of pushed myself to do them because my job was really slow and then uh, there wasn't much transcribing because of the coronavirus because there weren't a lot of reports for these medical doctors because all of them had left their practices and went to, to you know like um, only take care of COVID patients so there wasn't a lot of dictating being done so I kind of self-taught myself to do operative reports in that time because even though there weren't as much as opera, I did take the work so I could teach myself how to, how to um, 
type them because then it would be more money. Did you ever hesitate to do something in your job? Uh, well, I hesitated for a while doing operative reports, but now I have tackled them. So I was very, because I was, I knew I could do them because I had done them when I went back to school. Um, I knew that I could do them when I went to school for medical transcription. I, I had, my teacher loved me, thought I did really well with operative reports, but I didn't follow through with it because they were harder and you don't want to make any mistakes. Does this job require your spare time? Uh, yes, because it's 24 hours a day, nights and weekends. Nights and weekends uh, does take up a lot of your time. How long have you been doing this job? Uh, 20 years. Does this job have any disadvantages? Yes, it takes up your nights and weekends. It does, it does um, take up your nights and weekends and all your spare time. Or you might stay up late, or because I wind up staying up a lot late to type the reports that are in there because they have a certain turnaround time. So it's good and bad. Like you can do your laundry, you can do your vacuuming and your dinner and fit in work in between, but it also means that you do wind up sometimes they're busier at off times when my kids are home or when I have to squeeze it in. But it works. What are the advantages from this job? Uh, the advantages are that I'm home. And I get to do things with the kids and make my own hours. And it, it's good in that way because when my kids were little, I didn't have to require a babysitter. I would just work when they were sleeping, when they were playing. I would try to fit jobs in or I would stay up late at night and, uh, you know, type and get it done and squeeze in a lot of the, like, that's definitely an advantage because you can kind of make your own hours. So I'm not set. So if I have to take the kids to the doctor or I have to go to the doctor myself or go grocery shopping, I can kind of pick when the job isn't that busy and just squeeze it in and go. That's definitely an advantage because you can make your own hours. I don't know if I already asked this question. Did I already ask the major goal question? Uh, you started to. Um, my goals with this job would be to make more money, would be to make more money and to continue to, um, you know, do more work. They've recently picked up different hospitals and different medical groups. So I've been volunteering to do that So, because the, the more work you get, the more money you make. The more words you type, the more money you're going to make. Did you have any major goals at IBM? I did. It was basically I did go from secretarial position to secretarial position. I started out as assistant, as a, as a, a secretary assistant, and then I, when I left IBM, I was the senior executive secretary. So I had traveled in a short amount of time very quickly and I was working for like the um, I was the second person in the CFO's office which is the um, financial officer chief financial officers second person so I would type his notes I would go through his mail um, I also worked in another one in the same position I had I had definitely gone through different um, areas I was in the tax department I was in finance I was in recruiting I was in corporate contributions I was in the financial chief executive's office. I was also in S390, which doesn't exist anymore. It was a computer program. I was also in advertising. I did spend a lot, I did go through a lot of different jobs, but I did enjoy every one of them. And I liked pretty much all the people that I worked for. So it was very, made it very easy to love going there. Did you have any like dream jobs when you were younger? When I was really younger, I thought I was gonna be an accountant, but didn't like it. Oh. I went to college for I went to night school for it and uh, IBM actually paid for my um, for me to go to college for it 
it was once a week, but I wound up really not loving being an accountant. I thought I was going to really want to be one. And they were all for it because, you know, if you go to school for it, they might hire you as an accountant, but it just wasn't for me. Did you have any dream jobs that, like, required traveling traveling around or anything like that? Uh, no. No. I guess at one time, I, I when I was very young, I wanted to be a stewardess. There was a time when I wanted to be a stewardess. I thought that would be fun because you travel around. But then I, you really have to like to be on an airplane and not get off of it. So it's very, you know, I mean, it would be fun, I guess, to travel. But I never really had any of it. I think we're done.